we got a guest here. I wanted to get into this conversation. We're talking to the Edmonton audience for this hour. So uh, talking about rent. Now, um, I don't think anybody is surprised that rent has been going up pretty steadily in Edmonton. Um, and I think, you know, makes sense. We've seen demand go way up in Alberta, right across the board. And for a long time, Calgary was the leader in uh, rent inflation, if you want to call it that, in Canada for a long time. Um, but not anymore. Edmonton has passed Calgary now. Calgary or Edmonton is now um, the leader in rent inflation in Canada. And it's up 17% over the course of 17%. Let's find out what's going on. We're going to speak with Giacomo Lattis now, who is with rentals.ca. He's their communications manager. They put together a survey, this study into rents. Giacomo, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Hey, thank you so much. I'm happy to join you as well. Uh, okay, uh, this, I mean, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm not surprised that we're seeing rents go up in Alberta, right? We, I mean, that's sort of, that's the inevitable outcome from our efforts to attract more people here, isn't it? it that's exactly it. You tell, you know, you tell people to come join you and they will. So uh, we weren't too surprised with what we're seeing in the Alberta market and it's been pretty steady that Alberta leads all provinces in, in rent growth. What's interesting this past month is, is what we're going to talk about and what's happening in Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, okay, so we know Calgary was the leader for a long time, but what's going on in Edmonton? 17% up over a year? I mean, that seems like an extraordinary number to me. Oh, it definitely is. It, it leads all cities across Canada where we saw Edmonton over to Calgary as our leader in rent inflation yeah. among all Canada's largest markets right now. The average rent for purpose-built and con- uh, purpose-built condominium or apartments in Edmonton is just shy of fifteen hundred dollars a month. There's a lot of factors to why this is happening. The real issue is the supply and, dy- and demand dynamics that we're seeing. Vacancy rates for purposeful rentals in Edmonton have declined from four point three percent to two percent in twenty twenty three. So almost half. So because of that, there's a lot more competition for the limited amount of supply that. That is that is allowed in Edmonton right now. Um, in terms of where we stack up with the rest of the country, how out of the norm is that seventeen percent? Like, how much higher is that compared to what other country, other cities are seeing? Yeah, that's a great question. So, except on the national level, there we saw in January twenty twenty four the national average of increase was ten percent annually, which is obviously very high. So if you think that where Edmonton is at right now, it's about 7% more than the national average. So that kind of puts you more into context Jeez. there. What we're seeing is, though, is, and what's interesting is Vancouver, Toronto, uh, Etobicoke, areas like that where you typically would think would lead rent growth, it's actually starting to go down year over year. Vancouver saw a minus 1.7% increase year over year in areas like Edmonton or Saskatoon, Regina, those are seeing exorbitant increases of 17, 18, 19%. And a lot of that is interprovincial migration. People are no longer able to afford living yeah. in Vancouver and Toronto like they used to, and, and they're going to much more desirable places like Edmonton. Wow. And so you're actually seeing it uh, in the data. It makes sense, right? I mean, we hear so much people saying that, you know, the cost of living in Vancouver and in Ontario has just become unaffordable for so many that it's going to have to come down to sort of balance things out. That's exactly it. And I get asked this all the time. You know, how are people affording $3,000 a month rent in Vancouver or $2,900 in, in Scarborough? And the answer is they're not anymore. And what renters are doing is they're prioritizing affordability, number one, over accessibility. And they're willing to move to areas of the country yeah. that offer a much more affordable way of life. 
And Edmonton, it really has the best of both worlds, right? Like, there's strong economic underpinnings with decent wage levels. That makes it, you know, a draw for most people who are perhaps priced out of the market in other areas of the country. So Edmonton seems to be the place to go. Yeah. And if you think of the national average of rent, the, the average rent right now people are paying is about $2,200 a month. So Edmonton, being at where it's at, at 1479 you know, it's, it's hundreds of dollars a month cheaper to live in Edmonton as opposed to other areas in the country. Yeah, and absolutely. And I mean, it's it's such a big chunk of your, you know your take home pay, your, your shelter costs. People will be shopping around. What's your what? What are you thinking going forward, Jacomo? Will this continue, or uh, you know, and like you're saying, you know, we're seeing a correction, if you will, in British Columbia. I mean, ultimately, the market will charge what the market can bear. What do you think the the forecast is for the Edmonton area? Yeah, a lot of that is going to be linked to interest rates because what's happening too is people who are currently renting right now, they're not transitioning to home ownership as fast as they normally would. It's become much more difficult now to secure a house, especially with interest rates the way they are. So what's happening is there's a lot of people who would otherwise buy a house are just kind of waiting, yeah. waiting for interest rates to drop. They're waiting for more supply to come in the market. And a lot of renters right now are kind of worried about potentially a housing collapse, right? There's a lot of uncertainty going on in the market. So we're kind of waiting to see if interest rates drop a little bit, if there's a new supply of a lot more housing to the market, well, that'll help renters move out. And when they move out, that becomes more vacant units. And there's more vacant units, there's more supply and less demand. So we're kind of waiting to see what happens in interest rates first. And then we're going to look to see how the economy happens. Like, is the economy going to slow down? When that typically happens, prices go down. So that's kind of what we're monitoring in 2024. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, we'll see where it goes. I think you're right. We're sort of, we got the inflation numbers today. Inflation is mm-hmm. down below 3%. Now the speculation is, okay, it's time to start seeing rates come down, and that should happen within the next three or four months, hopefully. So I think you're right. There's a lot of money parked on the sidelines, a lot of people waiting because they want to time it right, and we could see things change pretty drastically by this time next year. That's exactly what we're hoping. And, and the good thing is, you know, it's hard to look at these reports, see all these increases of prices and think it's all doom and gloom. But the positive side that I want to bring to this is that these reports and what renters are feeling right now is getting to policymakers' attention. The federal government has removed uh, HST tax on purpose-built rentals across the country. So now developers have a little bit more affordability that they can build purpose-built rentals and increase the amount of supply, right? So people are starting to hear that we need more supply. They're starting to bring a lot more into the market. And if that continues, that could be a number one step that will alleviate prices. And we know all governments are are really focused on that and pushing hard on that. Giacomo, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being with us. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.